Let's just decree. Yahweh, every word spoken this morning is from your heart. That you will reveal the mysteries of the kingdom. The mysteries of the realms of the kingdom. And that you will that you will breathe upon this word. Yahweh, we don't just want it to be words just because it's now time to share a word. We're coming for transfiguration. We're coming for transformation. We're coming to be revived. We can be, we're coming to be changed and transformed into your image. We're coming to be the voice of Yahweh on the earth. We be, we're coming to become the healing for the nations according to your word. Thank you, Yahweh. I release the glory of God upon this word, upon every word that's going to be shared. Okay, let's let's start with, uh, so I'm going to drop a little bit of a bombshell today. Okay. <laughs> um, Exodus 3 verse 2. And the angel of the Lord was seen by him in a flame of fire. <laughs> yes, just like that. <laughs> Coming out of a tree. Okay, listen to every word in scripture because God is opening up the dimensions of the word. This is not one-dimensional preaching. We are preaching multi-dimensional. So you really got to say, Father, I in the spirit, I want to hear everything. I want to see revelation in your word. Okay. It says, and the angel of the Lord was seen by him in a flame of fire coming out of a tree. And he saw that the tree was on fire. You can't hide when you are on fire. That's why he says you're the light of the world. You can't hide it. What happens when a fire burns? People come running to see where's the fire. You know, I I had a word of God for the ministry that uh, someone said to me, just let the fire burn and they will see it and they will come. And now many are here today. How good is God? And he saw that the tree was on fire, but it was not burnt up. So Moses like saw in the corner the, the light, and but he wasn't even focusing on that. Because the scripture says, when he turned to look, then a voice spoke out of the fire. When God had his attention. And Moses said, I'm going to go and see this strange thing. Why is this tree not burnt up? And when the Lord saw him turning to one side to see, say, I now see. God, the moment God had his attention, God said his name. God said his name out of the tree, crying, Moses, Moses. How did Moses respond? He said, here I am. Here I am. Moses, you had the correct answer. (laughs) You are, you just escaped. (laughs) You were now rescued by having the right answer. Here I am. And then he said to him, Take off the shoes of your feet, on your feet, 
Why? Because when the fire of the Holy Spirit comes, your mandate changes, your path begins to change, and you're not going to walk in the same way anymore. That's how you know. Take off your shoes for the place where you are is holy. Fire is holy. Why a tree? Why didn't God set a rock alight? He could have set anything alight. Did you ever think about it? No. Why a tree? Because you are presented as a tree. You are presented as him. Because the word says, you are trees, but where are you planted? Mm, because trees bear fruit. Okay. Psalm 52 verse 8. I love the scripture. But I am like a green olive tree. Green olive tree. Only the anointing of Yeshua, the anointed one. I am like a green olive tree in the house of God. I trust in the mercy of God forever and ever. So God wants to set you on fire. For your family's sake. For your job's sake. For the people's sake that you work with. For the nation. He wants to set you on fire. Because he wants to do a mighty work through you. He wants people to get attention. To, get to, to give you the attention. Because you are burning with fire. Mm -hmm. The fire is holy. Deuteronomy 4 verse 6. Out of the heavens he let you hear his voice. To discipline you. And on earth he let you see his great fire. And you heard his words from the midst of the fire. What was the words? He was calling your name. He was calling your name. Have you answered because he's called your name? Come on. I want you to say out your name aloud. One, two, three. Sharon. He calls you by name. When you are called by name, you know they're not talking about somebody else. You know he's not calling anyone else. Yeah. Especially when he calls your name twice. Yes, when he calls your name twice. Like, uh, oh, yeah, that happens. Come on, come on. What is your name? He has called you by name. What a personal God. What a personal God. He will orchestrate it that you come into a place of fire like this. But then he's going to stand in front of you in the fire. And he's going to call you by name. He gets you into the community, but he wants to call you by name. Leviticus 16 verse 12 and 13. And he took, he is to take, now this is instructions from God. He is to take a vessel full of burning coal from the altar before the Lord. And in his hand, he needs 
sweet perfume crushed. How's the perfume? How is the perfume produced? It's crushed. A vessel full of burning coal from the altar before the Lord, and in his hand some sweet perfume crushed small. And take it inside the veil. And let him put the perfume on the fire before the Lord. So that the ark may be covered with a cloud of the smoke of the perfume. The fragrance of Christ in your life causes a cloud. When it's mingled with a fire. The fire of the Holy Spirit produces the perfume, the fragrance of Yeshua. In, now listen to this. In order, so he had to do all this. In order that death may not overtake him. Very important verse as we come to the next verse. Romans 12, 20. Therefore, if, now, did you notice what this, did you notice the instructions was so that the person that had sinned, that death would not overtake him. Did you notice that? Yes. Okay, I'm going to bring your attention to everything. Romans 12, 20. Therefore, if your enemy hungers, feed him. Don't starve him. If your enemy is thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing, you shall heap coals of fire on his head. Now, I used to love that scripture, but you better not get too happy too soon. And this is why Yahweh is opening the Hebraic mindset. Because they carry the mysteries of the scripture in a deeper dimension than we ever realized. I'm not saying become a Jew. I'm not saying become a Hebrew. <laughs> but I remember this used to make me so happy. For in so doing, you shall heap coals of fire on his head. Romans 12, 21. The very next scripture. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Remember, uh, Paul, so Paul wrote this. He was a chief rabbi before he came was hit by the light of Yahweh. What a salvation testimony. He had no choice. He was murderous on his way. Did you know Paul who wrote most of the New Testament, the new ones? Did you know that he was killing the Christians? And on his way with a scroll with names to kill the Christians, he was hit by lightning. 
Okay. And he was blind. And that's a story you can go and read. So, he knew the scriptures from back to front. You know why? The Torah. They had the Torah. They had to memorize the Torah from a, a little boy. That was their school. They didn't learn biology, geography. Their schooling was to learn the Torah off by heart. Now, when you speak to a first century rabbi, Rabbi Paul, when a first century rabbi says coals of fire, he's talking about the brazen altar. They knew all about the coals of fire. Okay, so I'm going to blow your mind today. So what you do is you take the coals from the altar, you scoop them up in a pan, and then you place them in a sensor, and you bring it into the holy place. The fire is holy. Yes. You bring it into a holy place, to an altar of incense, and that is placed on the altar of incense, right? And then the, that, it's burning the incense, right? And that incense creates the coals. But guess where the coal sits? Sits over the mercy seat. It sits over the mercy seat that causes Yahweh's glory. To begin to shine. So when it says that you must do good for your enemies. Don't worry, I made sure I went and studied. When I first heard this, I went and looked it up. To make sure. (laughs) To make sure that my heart is pure. So when it says you do good for your enemies, it's like you're taking coals from the altar. You're putting them on the head of the enemy, not enemy. You know, that person that rubs you up the wrong way or whatever, which becomes the altar of incense. And therefore will burn away any dross in their lives. Come on. And their life can become a sweet savor before God. Yeah, Yeah, it's not falling quite. (laughs) Rabbi Paul wrote the scripture. I went and I went into it. And it says the gold of fire is to purge. Because if you can't bless your enemy, you are being overcome by that evil. We used to use fire to expose people and to, you know, throw the fire on them and 
Where in the scripture is that? <laughs> I must say that with a smile. <laughs> Where in scripture is that? The, the, the ministry of exposure. Hmm? Oh. Coals of fire. That is what Rabbi Paul understood. You see, it's very quiet because it's religion that taught you that. Yeah. It's religious spirits that taught us that. I remember. I remember the prayers we used to pray. God I slop. God doesn't sleep. You get them. And then they have videos on Facebook to expose people. I want to know when the word is that. You are being overcome by the very same evil that you're trying to expose. Because he says, how do we overcome evil? How do you overcome evil? By doing good. By doing good. Let's go to Acts 2 verse 3. And there appeared to them cloven tongues of fire. As it said, where? Where were the cloven tongues of fire? On the head. Yahweh sent fire. And it's connected to something that we dealt with in Mystical Academy Saturday morning. And it's called the Sheen. The 20 the Shin, the 21st letter in the Hebrew alphabet. Where that sign comes from is actually it's engage, they engage it in the ironic blessing. When they, it's like this, I saw a pastor trying to make it, it was so funny. He said, no, I'm giving up. And they put their hands together like that and they speak the ironic blessing through their hands. It's actually the letter Shin. So those, the Jewish, the Jewish sages believe that those cloven tongues upon their heads is the letter Shin. Because remember, I showed you Shin has to do with fire. So when the, the fire came on top of them in Acts chapter 2 at Pentecost, it is the El Shaddai, the all-consuming fire. I love it because when God baptizes you with fire, everything changes. You just want to lay everything down and you're all for God. Everything just comes into that fire and it becomes all-consuming. Because God doesn't want half of you. It's Al Shaddai, the all-consuming fire. Ooh, and we know what Al Shaddai. What else? What Al Shaddai? We saw the root word of it 
What else would come down from heaven than fire that destroys the enemies of Yahweh? That fire destroys the enemies of Yahweh. Listen to this. People are not your enemy. It's what they're controlled by. Yeah. We're not going to talk about that one. So when the fire came down at Pentecost, that fire was to also destroy Yahweh's enemies. Because he says, when the Spirit comes upon you, you will receive power to cast out demons. You will receive power to raise the dead. You will receive power to heal the sick. Those are the enemies of Yahweh. Hmm? When the fire of God is inside of you, all you really want to do is proclaim the good works of God. I went and did an Aramaic word study of tongues of fire. Very interesting. In Leviticus 6 verse 13, he says, you see, until... Until the fire of the Holy Spirit comes into your life. This is for the new ones. All of us. You, your spiritual life has no power. The Holy Spirit is the power. Amen. It's the power of God. And he says when you baptize with the Holy Spirit like they were in Acts 2. He says in Leviticus 6 verse 13. This fire shall ever be burning upon the altar. It shall never go out. It shall never go out. Now you must hear. Leviticus 9.24 And there came a fire out from before the Lord and it consumed upon the altar the burnt offering and the fat. Which when all the people saw it, they shouted and they fell on their faces. Acts 2 verse 3 And there appeared to them cloven tongues like as of fire and it sat upon each of them. So listen to this. The fire will come from heaven upon your life. But they were, because fire used to come and burn on the altar. So fire descended from heaven upon the altar. But they were commanded to add their cooperation and their fire. Their human fire. Yeah. Which is the, the choice that I make to lay everything on the altar. Can I say something? Yes, go for it. The Hebrews believe your soul is a fire. It needs to reconnect to the bigger fire. Yes. Everything in you then yeah. is reconnected to that fire from the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And you become that fire. The Jewish sages thought that fire was a symbol of God's love and passion. That's another dimension I really want to lift up because of fire. People come here and they say everything changes in their life. Everything is transformed. People, the love of God in this place between one another. I want to tell you that that is when the fire has touched your life. Yeah. Yeah. They saw fire as a symbol of God's love and passion. But you have to keep that fire going by laying yourself on the altar. 
I would call that the moment of salvation. When heaven and earth becomes one. And he says the fire will, will not go out. So many times God would send a fire from heaven as a sign of his passion and judgment. And justice, sorry. God's a God of justice. God's a God of justice. It happened with Sodom and Gomorrah. He sent a fire from heaven to consume. But even in his administering of judgment, he is showing his passionate love for those who have been wronged. That's God. That's God. The word passion, it's spelled alef shin. <laughs> There's a scripture that says the miracles Jesus healed because of his compassion. It all ties together. Hmm? God's passion for us. Compassion for us. But miracles, many times the church has chased miracles and we love miracles. Every, we all need miracles. We all should be doing miracles. But many times ministries, the miracles were like part of their CV. Look what we're doing. He said the miracles should come out of compassion. It's spelled Aleph Shin. Yes. The word itself tells us of God's passion. Alright? It's usually found in a Semitic root of just two letters. Aleph Shin. The Aleph represents God. The Shin is representing that consuming So fire is representative of God's consuming passion for you. Oh, man. Now, I want to tell you what happened to this fire. And I'm going to close with this. The fire went out. The fire in the temple was kept burning. For 24 hours a day, it was not allowed. The instruction to the priest, because remember, the old, it was all a prophetic. It was prophesying. Everything in the old was prophesying of the new temple that Yeshua would open up, which would become, which the sons of glory would become. He said, the temple, you keep that fire burning 24 hours a day. The fire in the temple went out. Why? Because the temple was destroyed. Yeah, yes. 586 years BC. Remember the temple was destroyed as well in 70 AD? But the fire went out. Remember? I think it was Nehemiah that allowed them to go and rebuild the temple. Okay. 
So the Talmud teaches that the fire, listen to this, the Talmud, the Jewish Talmud teaches this fire that burns 24 hours would not return to the temple until the Messiah came. And he was put to death and he was resurrected. Because when he died and he was resurrected, he said, I'm going now because the fire needs to be lit again. And when I go, I'm going to send the fire. And what happened at Pentecost? The fire came. Once again, the fire was lit. Amen. Over the whole area of Mount Zion and over her assemblies, a cloud by day and the brightness of a flaming fire by night. For over all, now he brings in what that fire is. For over all, the glory will be a covering. Sure. Amen. Awesome. Amen.